Welcome to Money Memoirs, a taboo-breaking interview series sharing intimately uncensored conversations about money. I am Barry Tesler, a financial therapist, author, and creator of The Art of Money, my year-long money school and global community. Join me as I connect with brave folks from all walks of life to explore their experiences with money from their greatest struggles to triumphant celebrations, to lessons learned, and unexpected discoveries along the way. These interviews are raw, heartfelt money stories. They're vulnerable, inspiring, and always authentic. These interviews are a snapshot of the personal connection and practical support you'll find in my year-long money school, The Art of Money. The Art of Money is a holistic framework that integrates money healing, money practices, and money maps. And it blends together therapeutic body-based practices with so many real life tools that you need to create healthy, sustainable change in your money life. If you'd like to learn more, head to barrytesler.com. For now, get comfy and cozy for another intimately uncensored money memoir. Hi everyone, welcome to a money memoir. And today I have the honor of interviewing someone that came into my life 10 years ago. So my son is 10 years old now and his birthday's in August. And so here we are in December. And probably around, yeah, 10 years ago at this time, my son was about four or five months old, and I opened up my private sessions again. I hadn't had them open for many years and took on a few clients, and one of them is our dear guest today, and I'm so excited, and I'm going to do my best to pronounce her name. I was saying that I grew up learning Hebrew and French and then learned a little Japanese, and that I never learned Spanish, but that recently when we were in Barcelona, I was doing my best to speak a little Spanish, and my guys are making so much fun of me, which is not nice um, because of my accent. And so um, her name is Patricia Escoliuela. How did yes, I do? Yes, yes. <laughs> you did, did perfectly. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, oh. Barry. Oh, good. Thank you so much for being here. It's an honor. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I'm so excited to talk with you about your journey because you've been on such a journey since we met 10 years ago. I'm amazed that we were able to do some beginning good work then when I had an infant child and wasn't sleeping. And it was a beginning for you. So why don't... I know that that's a long time ago, and we did that work, and then I think you were part of some of my shorter groups when they were conscious bookkeeping, and then you've been a part of yes. the year-long Art of Money for a few years now. So do you remember back then why you said, I'm going to reach out to this woman and begin this work, and do you remember anything of what the kind of work you were doing at that time and what you were stuck with. And, of course, we'll take your journey all the way to present. But do you remember that? Yes. Um, I'm taking a, a big uh, breath. And mm. 
thinking about those times, um, my journey with money has not been um, easy. And at that time, um, what really draw me into your work, it was the aspect is that it was, it has something more than the normal, um, you know, um, accountant that comes and tells you, okay, you spend this and you did this, and it was so square. And um, so, so to the point, but I just, it just didn't, um, it didn't, went on my in my body I just didn't really feel it it was just like in my head all the time so I what I usually did is was I just separated and left it alone and um, I try to do different methods I actually did the Dave Ramsey once and it and it worked you know for a while but there was something missing and I tried some other people, and it was the same thing. It missed something. And I think what it missed is the part that you that you take it in a integrated way. And it's something that it has talked to me, sticked with me all this time. It's like it's something, something regarding that you say something like, it's not about the money, or it's not all about the money. So when when I heard you say that or something similar to that it was really I was really drawn to your work and and also the way that you are and and because you're a therapist and I thought well you know I really have some issues with uh, money so I really need to see the whole picture so that was really what attracted me to your work your the sense that you were a therapist the sense that you that you were doing things differently and integrated. It was not square like, you know, this and this, and, and this is, you know, your household is this, and you're spending this, and you're doing this. Because for me, that at, at some point, it just didn't make sense anymore. Yeah. It was kind of like boring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And overwhelming, too, because I, I never felt that I was doing it right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what I didn't begin this conversation with was a snapshot of where you live right now and where you're at in your life. Let's just jump to current just for a moment, and then we'll jump back to where you were 10 years ago, but also family of origin. We'll start getting into that. But I'd love folks to hear, because you live in three different – you spend your your time in three different places, which I, I want everyone to hear, yeah. I do. I think I have this blood of a little bit of a gypsy, and I don't mind really traveling, and I love it. So my life right now, uh, my family, most of my family lives in a place called Ensenada, which is in Baja California Norte, and we are actually the wine country of Mexico. Great food and great wine. Also, I spend a lot of my weekends in San Diego because I love sailing, and it's my sport, so I do it in a competitive way. And then my partner, my boyfriend, lives in Houston, Texas, so I also spend part of my time here. And also, I I've try to travel as much as I can when I can. Mm-hmm. So good. Yes. Love it. Love it. <laughs> I love hearing when people live in different places, you know, throughout the year. Um, that's really inspiring and exciting to me. So, yes. Uh, 
Yeah, I love that you do that. And, Go ahead. And I think it opens our um for me it opens my 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 heart more and my mind more because it's a way to connect and understand others. Yeah. People from many different cultures, you know. That's a few yes, cultures yes. right there. And, and many different ways of thinking. Mm. Yes. Wonderful. So mm-hmm. let's move into um, family of origin a bit. And yes. if you will, share a bit about your lineage, about economic class. Um, yes. What were the positive and negative things um, that were being taught to you around money, and how did you interpret them as you were growing up? Yeah, well, um, my father is, um, he was born in Mexico, in Mexico City, but his family is from Spain. My mother was born in Colombia, and actually uh, both my sister and I were both um, um, uh, born in Colombia. In South America, um, my dad's parents uh, moved to Mexico City, and he was born there. They went back to Spain, and then when the, I think it was the Second World War, um, they came back and went to Colombia. That's when he met my my mother, and um, they got together. And my mother had a um, a kid of her previous uh, marriage. And my dad, um, he was—he didn't really like uh, the, our brother, so my mom had to make a really big choice um, when we moved to Mexico City. So um, she left her son with um, with her grandma, and we moved to Mexico City. And. Um, and they they had a very um you know uh, submissive and controlling my dad was a controlling person and my mom was very submissive so a few things that i learned from my dad um it was that we should not trust anyone and that money so for him it was a way to control and manipulate others um he had a narcissistic narcissistic personality and um my mom was always fearful and for her there was always uh, there was scarcity i think that's what, how you say it that you never have enough there's very yeah, very scar- little always scarcity yeah, and scarcity. yeah so to give you an example for example we we fortunately we went to really good schools i've, I've always well in a way <laughs> I was always in Catholic schools, so that's, those were like the schools that you have to pay for, so the, the education was good. But my dad was so tight with money, even if he had the money, um, we had a, a lot of hard times in the school because the nuns weren't really nice to us because he didn't want to pay for whatever it is that they say that he needed to pay for. So it was it was really, in a way, it was good. The education was good, but... Socially and the pressure from, you know, the the nuns and other people, it was a lot sometimes for a kid. Um, and sometimes when we needed something from school, my dad had to literally sometimes take the money from my dad's wallet in all in order to 
buy the the things that we needed for school. So it was really a strange and bad situation sometimes that we had with my dad, and it was like walking on eggshells. Yeah. Was did he? <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> did he drink it all, or was it more? Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. he he was an um, an alcoholic, not the one that you know will take all the bottle and just you know hit everybody and all that. But he was abusive. He always had like a drink uh, or two drinks before um, dinner time. That for us is like two or three in the afternoon. That's our our time for dinner normally. Um, and yeah, and then he turned into some somebody else. You know, everything was bad, and um, my mother was afraid of him, and we all were very, very afraid of him all the time. And he was like, you know, six foot, six foot, six foot tall, um, very muscular. So he was a big guy, and we were very scared of him. And you know, as maybe as a good. Sagittarian or having like my grandmother's genes, I was a rebellious one, so I always got in trouble. <laughs> for, so that's you know, how you, de- what that's I how you, you that's how you survived. Was, yes, exactly. Yeah, was being rebellious. You said you would yes. say whatever you wanted. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yes, and okay. I try to take care of sometimes you know my mom and my sister and. After many years of therapy, I, I recognized that I can't do for others. I can I was able to only to do for me, even though if my intention was to do for others, you know, every everybody gets um, affected differently from someone so I, like that. Yes, from that, from having that kind of personality and that kind of addiction in the yes. household. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So you learn. Some things from your father, some yes. things that you would never want to do. Um, you, 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 you know, you were steeped in their dynamic. Yes, um, in around life and around money stuff as well. Yes, for many years it was a lot of uh, manipulation and control, and even through this day, um, you know, I still there's a, a part that is still there. You know, because the way that he used to try to get us to work with him is to, um, you know, you you should come and work for me because what I'm doing is for the family and this is the important thing. Whatever you do, it's not as important. And I really still have that, like, so ingrained that sometimes I have, like, really deep down down, – that doubts about myself and my power to work and my power um, to be and um, uh, to earn, you right. know. Right. Somehow I feel that I'm still doing the little things, and I've been <laughs> I've been studying and working for you know the past 15 years or more. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I still have the, a lot of doubts. Okay, yeah. so so this was this very strong man and male figure in your life, and there was a family business, and so not only yeah. was he controlling in many ways, but he was also trying to say, hey, you need to work with me um, yes. because this is the most important work, and I maybe said other things about 
your ability to do good work in the world or to make your own money or so yes so th- I, that is one of many threads that you've been working on yes. you know and i know you've been in real estate for 15 years right 15 plus yes. years yes and, that, and that's with his his business and also um when we were younger he inherited us a property mm-hmm. and the property had a lot of problems and i don't think that he realized what was going to happen to the property that property fortunately is where the wine country is right now so the value in the property has gone up a lot so um i've been working and being able to leave out of that for for a few years but i i had still had to work with him because now that he got older he got weaker So how have you done this? You know, this is, you and I have similar fathers. There's some Mm -hmm. different circumstances, but um, my father also was controlling with money and a strong figure, and there was some walking on eggshells at different moments. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, it's such a strong figure that we're bumping up against them, you know, and trying Mm -hmm. to understand our own sense of value um, and our own work and how to earn our own money. What did you, I mean, I, for me, I had to make my own money. That was separate from him, you know. Yes. You have both made your own money, but it's also you've stayed working with him, um, which yes. has, has had its own challenges. How have you been able to, yeah, keep your sense of self, find your own value, you know, and and not choose to just walk away completely? Like, were there moments where you thought, I'm just going to walk away completely and leave him and leave the family business and do my own thing? What made you stay, and how have you moved through it? Um, so what makes me stay to, to answer this question is that at the end of the day, I think the, one of the very few things, and there's a long story behind it, and there's more than 14 years of therapy. So that's why I can say this. Um, At the end of the day, one of the few things that my dad, one of the, I think, very, very few things that showed somehow some kind of love for me is his assets and his money at the end of the day. And he even tried to take that away from me a few years ago. Um, but the reason that I have stayed is because um, at the end of the day, I also think that it's, it really is a family business, and I will be taking, I will be able with that money um, to take care of myself and also take care of my mother because he's not leaving anything to my mother. So I, I feel a, a very deep and big responsibility, and because I think in a practical way, it will be. Um, and maybe selfish, I don't know, but it will be dumb to just, you know, leave everything behind because I've spent also about 12 or 14 years working on this project, on his business, and even put on my own of my own money in his business, you know. So I think it's something that is going to 
pay me back at some point. There's a really big sense of like there it's like having um you know the the devil and the angel in your head all the time in my head all the time and fighting sometimes. I can do it very smoothly sometimes and some other times I just want to get out of there. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's not it's not easy and probably I won't recommend it to anyone. So yeah, if how- you can avoid it. But but I hear a lot of devotion, commitment to your family, to your mom. You know, there there's yes. you have you have been sitting in this fire for a long, long time and choosing yes. to stay and saying yes. and also to him. At the end of the mm-hmm. day, I will honor what he leaves for me. You know, I I will honor his legacy. Um, I was reading um, a part of your book that I, I haven't really paid a lot of attention because you asked me about, and I, I'm, I'm getting a little ahead, but I'll go back to that. But the legacy part, you know, it's like, whoa. Um, no, no, okay, let's go. This doesn't have to be a linear thing. So share okay. what you read in yeah. the book and how it impacted you. Yeah. So whatever the way that he, my dad has made his money and whatever the way that he has done his things, um, I want to feel that I could put some good in it, you know, and and leave really a legacy. And one of the really things that I want to do in, in Mexico, we're getting better, but we still don't have a lot of culture about taking care of our pets, you know, of our companions. So I will, it will be amazing um, uh, to, for me, two things. Maybe in my, my hometown or maybe if I live somewhere else, leave like a dog park that everyone can use. And then I, I help a, a few associations that pick up dogs and cats from the streets, rehabilitate them, and try to, um, uh, to put them for adoption. So I would really like to be a big part of making one of those uh, facilities like a really, really amazing one. And those will be like my two good things that if I die tomorrow, it will be like I'm done and, and it's all good. Okay. What I'm yeah. hearing is you want to honor him. You know, it's challenging, very challenging in times, and yes. you love him. And it's both yes. of those, and it's a complex, complicated relationship with our fathers, right? It is. And yes. you were reading in my book where I was doing the same. I, My father had a stroke, got very sick, yes. and, ch- and changed. Like the part of his brain that was more analytical and intense Um went away, like got killed in the stroke, and he became just a pure, loving um, human. And I got to be with him the last few years of his life and forgive him and love him and just feel love and receive love. And then when he died, I got to, you know, see see all parts of him, you know, the the challenging and the part that I did love so much and respect, you know. Um, So I hear, is your father still, he's still alive? Yeah. Yes, he's still alive. He's 96, mm. and um, I really have done uh, my peace with him. I'm super happy when I was reading these things on your book, how he changed and everything. I was super happy for you because I, I have no expectations anymore, you know. I really can tell you that I'm here in Houston. Um, every time that I leave home, I try to go and visit him, and before my visits were very short because I could not, 
he has this energy that is like a the vampire energy that I had to be very careful with myself and really have this big big strong boundaries but as he ha- he got an older he has he's weak now so I'm able to to spend a little bit more time with him and I can say goodbye you know so mm-hmm. every time that I leave I say goodbye like if it was the last time and I'm really good. I feel good. If they call me and he says, they, they die, he, my dear dad died today, I know that my grieving is going to be because of the relationship that I wanted to have with him. But I'm really at peace of like, you know, I'm about forgiving and about my love for him. I love him, you know, mm-hmm. but that doesn't change what he has done. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. an incredible teacher in yes. your life. And to yes. be able to live to 96, wow, is he a strong man. You know, my I know. dad <laughs> got sick at 72, you know, and then passed away two and a half yeah. years later. So your father is just a force to live to 96. Yes. He's And still be alive right now. And you have done yes. so much work. I mean, I remember... I remember your father from our conversations 10 years ago, and I'm really heartened um, and teary-eyed to hear where you are today um, with him. He was strong and very strong-willed, and he was very demanding, and he was very mean, and he was aggressive, and I had to put up with all that. And I did it thanks a lot to you and thanks a lot to my therapist that helped me put those big boundaries that I was shaking sometimes when I had to put them. I was afraid. I was like turning to like a six or old, but I did it anyways. So in spite of the fear, you just have to go for it. Oh, I just had to go for it. So that was one of my questions is, you know, what what are the some of the tools you've been cultivating and learning for years and years and that's being in therapy learning really yes. strong boundaries um w- what becoming else becoming a teacher becoming a teacher of soul motion which is a conscious dance practice which keeps me in my body because i remember when i started with you how much i was leaving my body mm. it was it was and it's still hard these days. Like this December, I have had a lot, a hard time coming back to it. Um, the holidays brings a lot of things um, to my heart and my soul, and I live constantly. But at least now, I'm aware. You know, sometimes I can come back, and sometimes I I cannot. But I'm aware of it and th- and this is thanks to this practice of soul motion and I've also this January became a teacher of mindful self compassion. Mm-hmm. So um I did my first course throughout the summer and I had seventeen people um which was amazing and I did it I charge only a hundred bucks because I did it also as a way of giving back to everything that I have gained for, from the practice and because it was my first time. And I was amazed on how beautiful it is uh, to witness people change with these little practices that are amazing, like your check-in. You know, I remember that has stayed with me since the beginning. 
you the know, body checking that I couldn't mm-hmm. do. Yes, the, the body checking that I couldn't do in the first, I don't know, two years. But those practices, you know, your pra- practice of the checking, the body checking, um, the mindful self-compassion, the therapy, the soul motion. Um, yeah, it's been a journey and a lot of hard work, and but I'm I'm pretty happy at 52. You know, content, very content. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when you first were introduced to the body check-in or a version like it? And you may not be able to remember this, but why couldn't you do it? Or what felt so hard? Or did you just not know how to get in your body and notice what was going on? Or Can you remember? Yes. That? It was scary. It was okay. very, very scary, yeah, at the beginning, because I felt all these emotions. You know, it's like when you start practicing mindfulness, it's like all this, you know, people think that they can't do it because now they're seeing their thoughts, and it's overwhelming sometimes. So the check-ins were very overwhelming because I start feeling all this heat in my body and all these other um, sensations that I I was afraid and I and I left. Okay. But you know, each time it was coming back little by little and um let the sensations be there and you know, with time I've learned and with your practice and and the practice of mindfulness it's like the container got bigger and now I can have them all the party could be there, you know, the party of the good, the bad, the ugly, the shadow, the light, you know, everybody can kind of dance together. <laughs> yeah, everyone can be, yeah. can, be, can be present and saying hello. I think that, you know, for many of us who didn't know how to listen to our body or that was foreign or we were doing everything we could to ignore our body, that when we check in for the first time and all the emotions come up and the sensations come up, we think we're doing it wrong, as you said. Yes. We think, you know, we or we just get scared or we think we can't do this because somehow we think we're supposed to be able to calm ourselves down the very first yes. try or the very first time we do a body check-in instead of this is a practice and this is an ongoing yes. practice and, you know, do a teeny little body check-in um, and then yes. do it again and do it again, and we're just noticing. And, yes, at first it might be, oh, I'm getting completely overwhelmed, yes. and everyone's showing up, and you may not even at the beginning know who all is at the party, the anger, the anxiety, exactly. the sadness, right? And so, yeah, if anyone's listening, just know this is really normal, um, and it really takes practice, and there's lots of body check-in um, tools and little audios on um my website and blog and all that. Okay. Um, what do you, what do you... Can I say something yeah, about keep, this? Because yeah, I, it, it just, it's just taking me, it's just taking me there. So um, regarding the, the body checking, and like you said, that it's a practice, you know, for me, being uh, with the Art of Money community and being a part of what you're doing, which I think is super amazing, because um, like I said in the beginning, it's not like a square, you have to do this and this and that, but you take in account everything, emotions, uh, sensations, and a lot of and practicality. So um, I remember, you know, I, I have to say this because I've been with you for 10 years, but my first three to four years, it was a struggle. I quit at the first three months. After the story, 
I quit. You know, I was gone. And then little by little, I came back throughout the throughout the months just to pick in, just to and and I started to remembering you saying you're never behind. You're where you are right now. And with my perfectionist mind, I wanted to do everything perfect. Okay, now the first three months I have to do this, and then the next one I have to do this, and then the next ones I have to do all this. The practice, the 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 story, you know. Uh, finding out the, the budget tool for me, um, doing the, the money maps and all these different things. And it was so overwhelming when I, I felt that I couldn't catch up. And it took me, for me, like three or almost four years to, to think, you know, I'm doing this on my pace. She's going to be there for me. The program is going to be there for me. I can go into the tools and read something, you know, while I'm – in the coffee shop or while I'm waiting um, in a doctor's office, and I can do it on my pace. And that was super important. And, it, and it, when I've learned that, when I really, really learned that, it, it changed everything. I was again in my body. I was, my feet were on the ground. I was feeling my, my hara and my heart connected, and I was empowered. So I think this is very important for me to say if someone out there is just like struggling and thinking, no, I'm not going to do that, or feeling that you're quitting, you know, don't um, stay with it and just trust and just take little steps, like you said. The, the little, the the baby steps are so amazing. And thanks to to this exercise, that um, the invitation to talk with you, I was thinking. <laughs> Ten years ago, I did not even wanted to look at my um, uh, checking account, saving account, or anything. Yeah, I remember. You know, I, I remember. I, <laughs> I I didn't do anything. I was praying when I paid for something. I was praying at the cashier. You know, now that I see it, it's kind of silly. But at that time, now I can see myself with compassion, and I'm thinking, you know, you were so afraid that you didn't want to even look at it. You know, and now before I do a purchase or before before I decide something, I go to my application, you know, and see how much money I have um, pay my credit cards. This is going to be my third time. And then I fall into the ground again. And, and this time I said, I'm not going to do it anymore. I deserve better. But it has taken me all this time and all this, I don't want to say they're mistakes, but setbacks. You know, you say something, you can be two, uh, three steps forwards and maybe five steps back sometimes, and then five steps forward and two steps back. Yeah. Where I'm at, and I think it's, I'm looking at it with more compassion, and I'm really doing it at my pace and not you know, have this a judgy mind that is always with me and sometimes I have learned you know just to tell them you have to shut the you know what yep. and yep. leave me alone but that's <sighs> thanks to you yeah so sorry and I know it was no, a lot no, but it just took me there <laughs> this is all part of it I yeah. I, I love tangents yeah. I, I do um, yeah. I mean because it's never a tangent you know I, I want to hear the thought and for me, these are some of, as you know, the side teachings that I'm 
continuously, you know, saying over and over, um, we all start and end in different places. We all need to go at our own paces. We all have a different pace. Some of you have done a lot of money work and a lot of therapy work and a lot of somatic therapy work before this program. Some of you, that's all brand new. So how can you expect yourself to be at the same place where someone else who's done therapy or even knows how to do a body check-in yet? You know, we're all at different places. And I remember with you at the beginning, it was just about the money story. Like that's what you wanted to work on. That was hard enough. That was a big deal. Those were big steps. And the numbers, yeah. you were not ready. And as you're saying, you were, you realize now you were so scared, you know. And yeah. I remember knowing that that was the next step. But we don't know if it's tomorrow or in a few months or in a year or so, you know. And some people need to work on the money story and the money healing for six months or a year or more, you know, before yeah. they're really ready, before the shame dissolves enough that they're hmm. – ready and willing to look at the numbers that they've been so afraid of or I love that every, the shame yeah yeah the, yeah the shame dissolves enough right yeah. and yeah. you know cuz everyone's sharing at the end of the year and art of money 2018 and you know one person has been in our business for 12 years and so you know even though she's never had a bookkeeping system before she'd made huge leaps this year with both income and getting her bookkeeping on QuickBooks and on and on and on, where someone else was older but had ignored this area of life for a good 60 years, you know, and felt like she did not do much inside the course, but that she finally realized how unconscious she's been. And because the the, the male started saying, you're going to, your house is going to be foreclosed, and she finally is waking up from this sleep that she's been in and she's saying, I don't think I've done that much and I'm saying, Yes, you have you know, like you some people do every single thing in the course. Some people have mm-hmm. live daily events around money that are that are make you know, requiring their attention. And I just wanted this person to know she's done a lot of energetic shifting just mm-hmm. from being able to finally wake up and make a commitment to, you know, being conscious in this area of life. So with with you, you know, I can remember, um, I just remember that. And so let's let's share a little bit more of like, well, first I, I, I want to hear your strengths. Like what do you feel are your strengths around money and value at this time? You know, I have no doubt that whenever I do a project, I can make money. Whenever I decided that, you know, this is what I'm going to do. Um, I just put my my everything. Like, I have no reserves. Like, I'm talking about my body, my mind, my heart. I put everything into the project, and I try to find as much as tools as I can, as I can in order for the project to come out the way that I want it, and I'm not afraid to ask about uh, for the money. So I think that's the strength, and I noticed that because um, I went to this um, little workshop um, in um, one of those um, Osho retreats, and it was about money. And uh, they asked us to, to take, I think it was like 100 bucks, you know, and they did an exercise regarding, you know, you have to go to here and there and ask for the money. 
and I end up with a chunk of money just by asking for the money. So mm-hmm. I've I've noticed that that's one of my strengths. And to be very clear with my clients, I I don't do any I don't have a hidden agenda. I try to be very forward. I try to be very honest and I try to tell them as clear as I can what are they going to get from my um from my product or what I'm or my work. And I noticed um you know in my country and I think it's also I've noticed this in the states too but I notice more more in my country sometimes people like to be sneaky and sometimes they try to get something from you and I have this really like the, this is when when my dad comes along and he has taught me so many it's not a good thing but it's like so many bad ways of being that I, I'm really like, um, you know, in, in Spanish we call them, we call ourselves callejeros, which means people that have been that that are street, street smart. You know, if you're in the streets, you're, yes. if someone leaves you in the street, you have to survive. Yes. So I feel that I'm very um, straight, street smart, but I also have knowledge and I also have, you know, my honesty and my and my work. So I think my strengths are asking for the money, delivering a good product, whatever it is that I decide to do, and I have no hidden agendas, and I'm very clear with my clients, so they can always trust me. Is this something that came easy to you or something that you had to work on for years and years? And years and years and years, and (laughs) and I'm still working on it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and I want to say a piece of I, – I need to go back a little before I forget this because there are two things that are super important that I've learned on your program. One is the the healing part of the money um, story. And then one time when I was having this really hard time with my family about three years ago that I commented comment this on the Facebook page, it's never about the money. So all my fears, all um, the under-earning that I do to myself, it's, it's, um, it's my own story. Um, and when I've, when I've understood that, when I understood um, that it was a story, it was very powerful for me because I was able, there was a really big part of like, letting go about uh, the controlling from my dad, being able to forgive, and moving forward. So it was very, um, that was like super, like a an, an enlightening moment for me. Mm-hmm. So did you, when you, you feel like in the past there was under-earning tendencies or, and probably connected with your father, as you're saying. Yes. Um, to, to, Things he was saying to you, um, about you, yes. to you, yeah, that you had to work through and let go and forgive. Yes. And did you, I mean, was there a point where you, yeah, how, what, so that's part. That's a huge part of it, realizing it was just a story that either he yes. was telling you or that you believed about yourself. And yes. then do you he remember one... And then Yes, and it's ingrained ingrained in, in my brain and and almost probably in my body 
that I don't believe that I can earn more. You know, okay. now for the first time, to be honest, I want to earn. I want to know how much I can earn, just for the fun of it. Okay. And and does the earning have to be separate from the family business, or is that part of it? Because the work you're doing on the building is improving it, and you know, bringing in more. Like, does it, yeah, does it have to be separate, or can it can it be um, there as well? Well, what what I'm doing right now for the past three years, because we've also have like a big issue, a family issue, my my sister is taking over. So to be honest, that that has given me a big break mm-hmm. to um, open uh, the doors to my own creation. Mm-hmm. And when the time comes, when I, you know, have to go and get whatever it is that I'm getting from his um, will, uh, from from the part that my dad is le- is leaving me, yeah. I will go back to that. But for right now, I'm taking this space to create my own business. So this is where I'm at right now. And Mm -hmm. thanks to the work that I have done in real estate, I can take this um, time to build my own, um, I guess, practice or business. That's what I'm doing right now at this moment. And like you said, and you said something before that you that. The, the way that you had to do it with your dad is you had to create your own money, and I think that's where I'm that's where I'm heading at this point of my life. Yeah, yeah. We all respond to a controlling, aggressive, dominant male figure, you know, yeah. in in different ways. And um, I, you know, I'm impressed that you stayed with it and that you were able to work through it, and that he stayed alive long enough that you were able to heal and forgive yes. and you do work yes. and all that and also it's working out in your family that you stepped away at this time too mm-hmm. so you're you're getting a lot you know for me early on I was just like I'm out of here you know I yes. need to create my own thing and I'm not going to marry a man who's controlling with money and has a lot of money I'm going to do something different you know but that was yes. years ago um, so we all have our own journey right of how yes. we respond or react and what's yeah what's gonna work best um to survive and then thrive through challenging situations um what would you say is a really challenging money situation that you had to work through and how did you overcome it maybe you've already shared that around your father is there something else though or um so a very um big issue that happened um it was 3 3 years ago when i told you that i had that enlightened moment um there was a big shift because i'd made a mistake in the family business and that's when my sister came in um and i repaired the mistake that i made with my sister but it was something funny very interesting that happened. So when she comes in, I feel that energetically my dad take his, um, like if it was like a um, a custom, you know, he takes this um, uh, suit that is the judgmental part of him, and my sister goes on and put it on, mm-hmm. and she becomes a judge now. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt. 
So now I'm dealing with these two persons that are judging me for my mistake. I've, I repair my mistake. And after I repair my mistake that it took me like a year and a half, I still feel this judgment from my sister, you know. So all this is very painful, and I won't get into the details, but it was very, very painful. But it was also very interesting because at the time that this happened, this is when my friend invited me to come and meet her to do this um, race, that it was a national uh, sailboat race. And then um, I kind of get together with my with my current partner. So for me, this has two very big, big um, uh, significant parts. I felt that finally I broke with all the um, the parts that I that it, they were stopping me to find somebody kind, generous, and wonderful in my life which meant I'm I'm over all these parts um, with my dad. I'm over all these bad parts that he used to, that it it was in my heart. And it stopped me from having a relationship, a good relationship. And then the other part that I've learned, and this is when you came in, and it's like it's not all about the money. Um, In a way, I feel that my sister is trying either to prove to herself or, or my father or someone that she needs to be better. She needs to, she had that need that maybe I had at some point to show to my dad, you know, we're good. I'm good, dad. I'm doing this good. I'm trying to show you so you can, um, so I can, so I can have your approval. So now I don't need my parent, my dad's approval and I don't need my sister approval. They can do whatever they want with that and (laughs) deal with that themselves. Now on my, I feel that I'm my own person, and I can move on with my life. If this makes any sense, it makes sense to me. I don't know if it, how I said it. It makes said it. it makes sense. sense, and I'm starting yeah. to get chills. And and it was very I, powerful. Your 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 program for me at that time, and when I put that on Facebook, that was. I wanted you to know how powerful and big this was in my life, mm-hmm. life changing, literally. So, you know, I mean, it's so interesting what mistakes are, right? Or we we are failures. I don't need, I don't even know if that's a good word, but I I've used that in the past no. for myself when I yeah. you know, because they're really about course correct, correcting. Like that's what needs to happen. We went off in the wrong direction. We went off in a direction that wasn't really true and yes. right to us. And this mistake happened in that because we weren't fully honoring ourselves. Um, really who we are, and then this thing happens. And yes. there's repercussions, right? And and But what that did was it finally allowed you to step out and cut yes. some ties that yes. had been running for years and years and years and needed to be cut. And yes. for you to meet this man and be in a loving and caring and compassionate, generous relationship that you've wanted for a long time and for finally for that to happen and for you to step out and not need that approval any long from your any more from your father or your sister, you know, and yes. let that family part of your lineage like that's not that's that's not yours anymore, you know. You don't need yes. to continue that unhealthy pattern. Um Yes. This is it's huge. 
It's it is huge. huge. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I'm mm-hmm. here, you know, like we're very conservative as a family, like gathering on Christmas and all that. And I've only have uh, not been there, um, you know, maybe a couple of times in the past 15 or 16 years. One time when I went to Esalen, and I've heard it from my dad how how a horrible daughter I was for spending Christmas in whatever place. And this time, you know, that I decided, you know, I'm not going to deal with any bad faces or any bad energy. I'm just going to be in a place where I'm safe, where I'm loved, where I'm cared for. And, yeah, and not that my the rest of my family, but I just don't, didn't want to go through that um, bad energy right now till we till we can work on it, my sister and I, because we used to have a very, very um, close relationship. And, and and through this, we have separated a lot, but I'm okay because this is how it needs to happen right now, and this is how I need to take care of myself, even if it hurts. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what else, as far as a way to complete, I'm incredibly grateful for the honest, <laughs> Stories and experiences you have just shared so much with us already. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that you want to share about your money story, about things that you've learned or things that you've worked through, um, or anything else about the, the art of money journey, um, or anything else uh, you already shared about your legacy, which... I love hearing anything else <laughs> that you're working on. I know that's like ten different questions in one, but <laughs> mm. well, first, 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 and most important, mm. and I'm probably gonna have tears in my eyes. I, I honor you, and I'm super thankful that I've been walking this 10 years with you. I could not have done it without you. And your program, the loving way that you deliver, um, your program, the way that you talk to all of us, the way that you care um, for each person that you talk to, the love that is shown in your work, and the amount of work that you do for us to have all this information are our fingertips. Sometimes I get into the the the, the where we have all the, the library and everything, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I don't even know what to pick. <laughs> then, <clears throat> so I'm very thankful. I'm super mm-hmm. thankful that you're you're part of. Uh, I feel that you're part of my life, and um, I will walk, I will continue to walk this path in this direction and and with the loving way that you have um, teach us, because that's the most important thing for me. I don't think that this is teach with love, and it's just teach with reason, and personally for me that doesn't work, and obviously for now hundreds and hundreds of people because they're taking your program. Mm-hmm. So that's first. 
Can I respond? <laughs> yes, so yes, please. I honor you so much and yeah, it's it's been an incredible honor to have you come to me ten years ago and to trust <laughs> and well, I was a sleep deprived mama and I just remember where I was in my house when we would have our sessions and yes. um you've you've stuck with this, you've stuck through this, you've done such incredible, deep, hard, challenging, beautiful work on family lineage, on old and healthy patterns, on your value, on your strength, and you've you've stepped into so much. And I'm so happy. I'm so happy where you are today. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> And 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 one big thing is like it's it's not about it's not all about money, so yeah, it's 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 a whole. Um, I I like to see things in circles, you know. It's it's a whole circle. It's a whole cocoon of different things that there are there, and I think it's so important to work, and take the time to work through it. Uh, in our own pace. So if anyone is thinking about quitting, please, please, please avoid quitting. <laughs> just keep at it and just or, do as yeah. little as as much, you know, that you can do. Mm. Or take a and break. Maybe if you need right? to take a break, yes. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yes. <laughs> take a break. Yes. You took some yes. breaks, right? There's no like yes. straightforward. It is yes. sometimes a step forward, two steps back, or it yes. is. Let's take a little rest. Now let's take some more yes. steps, you know. Um, yes. That's real. That's life. It's not just a linear, straightforward, we're going to plow through this and learn everything that we didn't learn um, from that we should have been taught from grade school and up for years. Uh, yes. We're going to learn it all in one year of our life, you know, as adults. Yes. That's, this needs yes. to be. I love how you said, I always say baby steps, but you said little sips. Which I love yeah. that metaphor as well. Like, take little sips, <laughs> you know, yeah. as you go. One more sip, yeah. then take a pause, and then when you're ready for another sip, I love, I love that as well. Yeah. Yeah, and the chocolate, and the Kleenex, and the big cup of tea <laughs> <laughs> help a lot, and the candles. Yeah. And the candles. <laughs> we were before we I hit record. Patricia was saying, I have my chocolate, my tea. And obviously she has some tissue as well, and I said yes. I have my candles, and I've had my chocolate, and I have my water with lemon, and all of my big rocks, my crystals, so yeah, all of yeah. that too, all of that too. Yeah. And I love Thank you. That, yeah. just to finish, yeah, the, the part that you said that the shame dissolves, um, you know, little by little, that's very powerful for me. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Because that needs some time, and again, we're on our own timeline. We're not on anyone else's. And depending on what you're coming in with and how much baggage and how much Mm -hmm. trauma or history, you know, which we all have, but the degree of it is different. And so that that takes a while to dissolve. It just does. And we all have different strategies of ignoring it, overriding it, you know, pushing it away and um or getting overwhelmed and so it's a journey and that's why we begin with the somatic body check in tools right away and 
I love hearing from you, and I hear this from others too, that all of a sudden you find yourself um, learning like a mindfulness practice, and now you're teaching it, or you learn this mm. slow motion, and maybe you'll teach it like I, I do here, not from everyone, but for some people that they learn these tools and fall in love with them and realize how essential they are and then do more trainings, you know, for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be my practice, soul motion and mindful self-compassion. And actually, when I go back home, I'm going to do a workshop for like five hours. And we do it, um, it's like the board of intention. So we do like a um, a board um, in, uh, um, I guess, a piece of uh, carton. And we cut um, magazines and stuff, And but we dance before, we meditate, we do the the board and it's called the board of intentions and and um last year's your um your uh um your book has the cover so i cut the cover and you <laughs> think and and you kindly sent me another one and you're in my board from last year right, and i'm going right. to take that one and put it in this board again <laughs> i love it i forgot about that i love it so my face yes. is on the cover if you don't know that wasn't supposed to happen but then that's what was right so I love that I was on your cover, and I remember hearing about that and hearing, well, we need to send you a new book so that you have a cover, yes. Yes, so good. and I'm going to put the ones on mindfulness this time, on the Mindful magazine. Oh, yes, right. Yeah. That cover, yeah. very good. I'm on that the cover, cover of Mindful yeah. magazine this year. Yeah. That was, a, that was a wonderful gift as I'm hitting 50. Thank you so uh, much for doing this welcome, interview Barry. with me. Thank you, thank you. Thank you very much, and blessings to you, to Noah, your husband, um, your uh, city in Colorado, and all the states. We need a lot of love and kindness. <laughs> we do. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Thank you for joining me with this Money Memoir interview. I really hope you found something here to take with you, whether it was a lesson some inspiration, or even just a little grace for yourself and where you are in your money journey. If you're feeling called to wade deeper here, please pack your financial goals, soul deep aspirations, and grab your favorite person. The Art of Money is a holistic framework that integrates money healing, money practices, and money maps, and blends therapeutic, body-based practices with real life tools that we all need to create healthy, sustainable change in our money lives. So if you'd like to begin your money healing journey with the art of money today, learn more at barrytesler.com.